Welcome to The Ross Project, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and I'm your host. On this podcast, you will gather 100% real, raw, and unfiltered, life-changing advice to level up in every aspect of your life and business and help you reach your goals and dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm joined by Claudia Lynn, who... In her professional life, she specializes in helping companies, entrepreneurs, and leaders create risk optimization strategies for long-term success and legacy. She's a producer at Lockton Insurance Brokers and also the founder and CEO of Legacy Maker. Her dream is to help others achieve their dreams and create lasting impact in communities across the globe. She's deeply compassionate, retrospective, and a generous-spirited person a proud mom of three sons and a first-generation immigrant from Taiwan. In the last 20 years, she has worked to help families and companies mitigate risks in many areas. As the human race faces the ever-changing uncertainties of today's world, she hopes to create more peace of mind in the lives of many and one day leave a positive impact in the world herself. Claudia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ivan. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting So. As I'm reading this bio, there's just so many things that resonate with me personally. First of all, problem I'm of three sons. You know, I'm a father, two kids, yes. a four-year and a two-year-old. And let's face it, in today's mm-hmm. day and age, it, it's not easy to be a parent, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. there's just so many difficult things and, you know, so many opinionated people out there that want to steer you in a way mm-hmm. that they want to steer you because they think that their choices are better than yours. But before we get into all of that, you know, let's let's start with your story. Let's talk about Claudia and, you know, your first generation immigrant. Let's let's talk about, you know, the coming to the United States. Tell us a little bit about your background, kind of the early days. Yes, I came to the States on, on the fly on the day that the Gulf War was declared. It was uh, January 19, 19, 1991. And I was a, I just graduated from high school. I had this dream to come to America and to go to the college here. And uh, however, it was a turbulent time. And and then you look back in the, I don't know, uh, almost, I mean, it's two, three decades now, uh, those journey that you've been through, there are t- many, many incidents of what you think it's a real turbulent time. And, you know, you, everyone mm-hmm. remember the 9-11 event, where you are, you remember the crash of 2008. And uh, I have to say that, you know, the first part of my life in the first 18 years growing up in Taiwan, I was a very sheltered, uh, you know, upper middle in- income family. My mom is an entrepreneur. However, our culture is very, very traditional. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were, I was taught that, uh, you know, a girl gets well-educated, marries a good husband, and that's, that's set for your life. And, <laughs> and that's right. your path. Um, but as I come to learn more about myself, I got educated here. I feel that the structure of, you know, being defined as, as a supporter for a family is certainly very important. It's a glue and foundation of a society to have, mm-hmm. you know, a solid family. And, and I'm very blessed with a wonderful supportive family. Um, however, there is that um, that spark in you, in you that you always sort of wanted to nurture, and if you don't nurture it, it it, it just keeps on coming back. So throughout yeah. college, I uh, 
you know, I was really not, uh, my English was very bad. I thought I had good English. I, you know, everyone <laughs> learned all these English lessons since middle school. And I thought, okay, I, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to be so good. And then people asked me some very basic things. I, I, I just feel like I was turtle trapped. I was a bird trapped in a turtle's body. I feel like my, mm-hmm. my speed is too slow. I couldn't run fast enough. So, you know, there was that struggle between the traditional mindset of who you are as a person versus where you want to go. And when I come to America, I really learn so much about the freedom of independence and your own uh, pursuit of dreams. And, right. you know, pe- come, people come here for American dream. And who, whatever that dream is, I'm still searching and I'm, I'm looking back of, you know what, I did accomplish yeah. several things. I pursued my career. Uh, I, I went ahead and got my MBA, you know, when I thought I, su- I was supposed to just raise a family, but I kept kind of building that blocks of uh, pursuing my dream. And today I'm yeah. very blessed uh, to have a career. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. And, and a few things I wanted to touch upon is, you know, um, first of all, as, you know, first generation immigrant is just that, uh, let's face it, a lot of people come to America for the American dream. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people struggle in understanding what that American dream is. Because mm-hmm. I think that most outsiders, most immigrants have a preconceived notion of what that American dream is based mm-hmm. on the perception that they acquire through the media specifically. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I've heard this multiple times through other people who have been on this podcast before, because, you know, I think the outsider perception of the American dream is just that it's Beverly Hills, you know, <laughs> and that is far, far from the truth. But mm-hmm. even more so is that the American dream is really what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. That is literally what made America great, mm-hmm. is that the American dream is that you can achieve anything you set your mind to. It's the ultimate freedom. And one thing very much like you that for years I have struggled in finding is what is that American dream? Mm -hmm. You know, as a father of two beautiful children and someone who has risked and sacrificed literally all the way down to my soul to chase goals and dreams, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been questionable. And I've realized this, that the American dream for me is ultimate happiness. Yes. It's fulfillment. It's but what is that happiness? You know, what does that look like? And so you were, you know, as you were kind of sharing throughout your story that you were in this kind of traditional mindset that, you know, you get educated, you get married. I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of traditional, or I should say the baby boomers in the United States teach their children. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's face it, we live in a completely different day and age. Right. It's just, you know, you don't, you don't go to school just to get a job anymore. In fact, there's people out there, someone like me, who barely graduated high school and dropped out of college, and suddenly (laughs) I've learned more in the school of hard knocks and school of Google than I ever did in Mm -hmm. class. Right. And it's kind of it's kind of fascinating because you know, one side the education system has been limping for about 20 years, but there's so many people that, and I see this from the younger generation and even exchange students that I know that are like. You know, we came here because of this opportunity, you know, to get the education. It's our only way out. Mm -hmm. It's our only way out. And what I mean by only way out is, as you know, I'm someone who uh, Eastern European grew up under a former communist regime. Mm. There were no opportunities. It was either you're rich or you're poor. There's no Mm -hmm. middle class. 
Mm. And that is in part what makes America great is because there is a middle class. Right. There's I mean, you would argue that people. the middle class is dying, but I still <laughs> think the middle class is there. You know, yes. av average people can become extraordinary if they want to, if they have the willpower to do it. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. about determination. It's about focus. It is about mm -hmm. commitment. It's about taking action. Mm -hmm. It's about making better choices. And, mm -hmm. you know, I keep going back to this Jim Rohn quote that's like one of my, one of my most favorite is that formal education will help you build a career, but real mm -hmm. education will help you build a life, mm -hmm. you know, a fortune. And, mm -hmm. you know, Jim Rohn, which I didn't know this, was actually uh, Tony Robbins, who now runs a $6 billion empire, mm -hmm. you know, was actually coached by Jim Rohn. A lot of wow. people don't know that. And, yeah. you know, that's another quote, too, is that business is 90% psychology and 10% yeah. execution. If yeah, you're logic, yeah, logic yeah. is so important, you know. Yeah. And so as you were talking about this, you know, and I want to talk about a few other things. So. Okay, you 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 get your education. You're in the in, you're in the United States. So like, and, and I think I heard you say that you're still chasing that American dream, right? Yes, I think as you said, the the education process is a lifelong process. You know, mm -hmm. you in the beginning in the in the traditional school, you learn a certain skill set, but as you grow, you really know that the only skill you need is the the learning how to learn. You know, I'm constantly still striving to uh, to learn in different format. Um, recently, I've been very enjoying very much the My Valley, uh, started by a company, uh, a person called Vision. Uh, uh, Lakiani and and mm -hmm. in the many master classes, um, you know, there's a guy Jim Quick who teach people how to use their mind and increase your memory. And if you have one wish, you know, if you, if you have a genie and you have only one wish, you know, of course your wish is to have more wishes. And I, I think right. that the ability to learn is the the basics, basic open mindset that would help uh, you to constantly, you know, pursuing more uh, satisfaction from your life. And, uh, you know, as you age, I, of course, I, I reflect back to when you said Tony Robbins, there is that story he tells about how he was uh, really down to the last uh, part when somebody, you know, he was trying to find a way and then somebody yeah. borrowed money and then he actually uh, went to a restaurant and gave that very last uh, bit of the money to a boy who was very nice to maybe his mom uh, on a date. And that, that was just so, so touching. Uh, when you have the heart that you're doing the right thing, you, when you do listen to the heart and you, you of course, put the action in to yeah. make your uh, all this, you know, building blocks happen, there is a way to get through all the obstacles that may come your way. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly people are trying to reinvent themselves and uh, i believe that's how uh how you learn how you grow yeah yeah, yeah. well it's ironic that you said that because <clears throat> you know over the last probably six months i can't i can't begin to count how many times i've heard successful people say that the most successful people are lifelong learners yeah that you never create this limited mindset and and thinking that you know what okay, I'm making a lot of money, you know, I've got the luxury cars, you know, right. I've got the big house, you know, I got the swimming pool and I can see my kids swimming out there. Like you have the materialistic things that you want. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you, real, you successful people never put a cap. 
they always understand that, you know what, there's always something new I can learn yeah. from someone. And the story that you were ta ta talking about, Tony Robbins, that I want to latch mm -hmm. on is where he mm -hmm. gave uh, his last bit of money to that little boy. Right. That goes to show gratitude right. because giving is, is more important than taking. Right. And that's actually a mindset that I personally, it's taken me a long time to realize because mm -hmm. You know, in my late teens and probably most of my 20s, uh, I, I, it, it's probably safe to say that I was a little bit self-centric. <laughs> you know, like always worrying about me. And I think it was sure. in part because I was playing the victim card as an immigrant. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. someone who, you know, I was bullied all through high school. I mean, I think high school is just a giant blur to me. Yeah. There's only one person that, you know, in 20, almost 30 years now mm -hmm. that I still talk to out of an entire mm -hmm. high school class because it's how miserable it was, wow. you know? But then I understood that giving is always better because enriching mm -hmm. the lives of others is more important. By enriching the lives of others, you're contributing to the growth of humanity. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty about, you know, how I think God has made us unique because we are all unique. We all have mm -hmm. something valuable to offer. We are different for a reason. We shouldn't mm -hmm. be the same. Because if we're the same, the world is becoming more mediocre. Yeah. And this yeah. is absolutely 100% true in business. But I think mm -hmm. that this traditional mindset, especially from an entrepreneurship and business standpoint, is just mm -hmm. that you need to do what everybody else is doing. Well, if you keep doing what everybody else is doing, what have we seen? You talked about the 2008 crash, mm -hmm. you know, earlier mm -hmm. on. I mean, I lost a job, but, mm -hmm. you know, I also bought a house the following year. <laughs> You know, so it was, or no, it was in, no, it was 2008, but in 2007, I lost a job. In mm -hmm. 2008, I bought my, my first condo, wow. you know, and so mm -hmm. the reason I'm mentioning this is just that it really goes to uh, the way you think. It's the mindset. It's the perception and always realizing that gratitude, being humble, mm -hmm. being a lifelong learner, always pushing yourself, you know. But at the same time, trying to figure out what it is that you want out of life. Mm -hmm. When you figure out what you want out of life, when you have a purpose and a why, mm -hmm. that's when business comes together. Because in business, yeah. it's really about relationships and solutions. Right. It's that right. simple. Is right. We do business with people we like and trust and, and, and value, see value in. It's really no different. And I talk about this because, you know, you've used the word human multiple times in your buy and I'm a huge proponent for that because mm -hmm. in business it is human centric. I mean you're not right. doing business with robots. Exactly. You're not doing business with brands. <laughs> right. You're doing business with people. Me right. like you and me. You're talking yeah. to someone on the other end. Yeah. And it's because of that relation that you create mm -hmm. and that's where most entrepreneurs get this wrong is they think from a transactional standpoint, how much money can I make? Mm -hmm. You know, new contracts, blah blah blah. No, mm -hmm. think relational, interest-based, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the type of people I do business with are they're family-oriented. They have kids, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, they're cyclists. I've been a cyclist <laughs> for seven years, you know? They're crazy like me doing, you know, 30 days of a carnivore diet now, you know? Like, <laughs> wow. it's, it's, it's those kinds of people. And the more I realize is that, okay, if I surround myself mm -hmm. with people that are like-minded, have huge aspirations to succeed, Mm -hmm. then I'm far more likely to succeed. As you know, right. positive people hang around mm -hmm. with positive people. Right. Negative people hang around with negative people. Mm -hmm. You'll never see the two blend. 
because they have <laughs> nothing in common. Positive Different people energy. are always pushing, aspiring. Yeah. What can I do yeah. next? How right. can I learn? Who yeah. can I meet? And negative people are like, nah, I don't got time for this. You know, <laughs> this isn't going to work. You know, mm -hmm. it's that mm -hmm. skepticism that settles in. A um, right. couple of things I wanted to kind of shift towards is because there's a lot of unique things about your story. And mm -hmm. I know before we hit record, we kind of had a brief cavo around like, okay, how much do I share? Right. And <laughs> honestly, I think you have a beautiful story, you know, Thank you. and I will tell you this because anyone, and for a long time, people didn't know that I was an Eastern European mm. because I, I was 14 years old when I immigrated here. That was 26 years ago. Mm. And I have, I don't really even have an accent mm. because yeah. I have developed into the Western culture right. so much that I embraced it as my own. Mm, you know great. what I mean? And, and here and there once in a while, someone might catch a word that I spit out and mispronounce, <laughs> but, you know, jargon, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But for, most mm -hmm. of, for the most part, I'm just like everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's the beauty. That's the uniqueness and the authenticity that you have that cultural background. Mm -hmm. you, you had that experience to say, you know what? The United States of America almost feels like a picnic <laughs> because... Try living abroad right, for exactly. just a week yeah. and see about opportunities. Oh, yeah, they don't exist. <laughs> so suddenly you mm -hmm. become a lot more appreciative. Mm -hmm. and, and I had some conversations recently, like the fact that you can just drive down to McDonald's and pick up some fast food. People in, in Eastern European can't even do that. Mm -hmm. they got to walk their asses down to McDonald's. You oh, know? yeah. You know, living in different countries, I, uh, I grew up in Taiwan and I've lived here, you know, I don't want to say how many years, but many, many years, uh, Southern California mostly. Mm. Uh, and then I, in the last, uh, from seven to, end of 16 to end of 19, about almost three years, I was going back and forth between Shanghai and the United States and then traveled different, different cities in the States and in, within China and Hong Kong. Uh, and no matter where I go, I just keep wanting to come home. Home meaning, you know, U.S., any part of U.S., mm -hmm. just the feeling that, you know, I, I would joke with my friends saying, you know, I would go to this beautiful, amazing metropolis city. Shanghai was filled with so many amazing entrepreneurs from all over the world, uh, so many talented people, the buildings, the streets, everything is so vibrant. But when you come back to LAX, now LAX is not a very fun place to be. <laughs> but <laughs> when I come and land in LAX and I arrival, I feel like I'm finally able to relax. Why? Because I feel like no one's watching me or I feel the, the sense that there is safety here. Uh, even though LA is not the safest place at some point, I, I serve <laughs> pockets. You know, somehow like, you know, this, this country gives you the, the feeling like there is law, there is enforcement, and you can right. complain all day long about how bad the system is and everything. But you know what, go to China or go to yeah. Some parts of the world, you you are never gonna feel as as much of belonging as this country offers you. And I really well, am very very grateful to be here. You know, I, I see that people yeah. do are passionate about you know wanting to make this country even better, which is is great because without any you know um, you know challenge, you cannot progress. And so that's right. how 
we, you know, human race does evolve, but compared to the other places, you know, we, we are, we have so much to be thank, thankful for. Even the water yep. we drink, you know, the <laughs> air we breathe is so much better than the, some of the richer countries. You know, China is actually going to overtake uh, U.S. in terms of GDP soon. Their, yep. their stock market is actually out, eclipsing us, you know, given the COVID is still happening. Right. Uh, but in many ways, it's still much more... Um, regressed in in terms of the human rights and and that the feeling that you can make it and it's yours and and so yeah. i talked to so many billionaires who are you know they they have all the money in the world and but they don't feel safe you know they don't feel like right. what they've earned is your is theirs they feel like you know there's always a bigger brother who is going to dictate how they're going to live their life and here, right. you know, you can just be yourself, which is such a treasure, you know, and, and we do need to. It really is. That. Yeah. It really is. And, and before this train of thought slips my brain, <laughs> as you were elaborating upon this, is this that I think it's important to notate that home is where you make it. Right. Home is, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, home is here. For me, home mm -hmm. is this. This is where my family is. This is where I'm going right. to see my children grow up. This mm -hmm. is where I invested 26 years of my life. Right. You know, it's 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 the the second half, over the second half of my life. Right. You know, and the way I see it is, you know, being a Bulgarian, having dual citizenship is great mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. one day I do want to show my children and say, you know what, this is where your father grew up. You know, mm -hmm. this th this is what <laughs> I came from. You know, right. nothing, because only then they're going to start. I mean, that literally rewires you. Right. Little rewires, especially with children, because they start to realize what they have. Mm -hmm. Literally, mm -hmm. and they start thinking, you know what? Dad can get me chicken nuggets from McDonald's. <laughs> Here, I can't, even if I wanted to. Uh -huh. Oh, and Dad, you know, used to spend summers in a small village of 500 people, you know, mm -hmm. and wait in line in that bakery that's probably still standing there, only mm -hmm. to run out of bread at 6 o'clock in the morning at the age of seven wow, wow you know yeah, like yeah. these are the things that yeah. kids need our kids i think need to see to mm -hmm. develop that appreciation so that's why i'm telling you that you have a very powerful and rich story that mm -hmm. makes you a lot more authentic and intra interesting mm -hmm. than everybody else and <laughs> home is where it's at i mean this is right. my home mm -hmm. i'm an american citizen but you know what what most people fail to realize is that the land of the free was comprised of 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 uh, misfits, mm -hmm, exactly. People that flocked from all over the world, yes, yes. because they wanted the opportunity mm -hmm. to to start something new, to build right. a country of their own. And guess right. what? With COVID and politics and news and media and all the other bullshit that's going on, mm -hmm. all of that is at the bottom of the barrel right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. But you pointed out. One thing that you can be in the United States of America is yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. even though it might That's feel amazing. like you're judged, you're still being yourself. You know right. what? In a third world country, you'll get shot or thrown right. in jail. Right. Right. For being yourself. Right. For your beliefs, right. for your morals, right. so, for your values. Yeah. You are able to go to, you know, wherever you, you if you are, are spiritual, you, you can go to church, you can go to temple, mm -hmm. you can go to, you know, your mosque. Everything is available to you. Um, it's not that way in other countries. Maybe are uh, some, uh, but, you know, you know, I just feel really like right now, I just feel that the world is getting more interconnected and uh, 
Yeah. And I, I am happy where I am with all the problems it has uh, because I yeah. came from Asia. Uh, and, and of course, you know, I, I miss that culture and gives me the foundation of hard work because I see my mom owning businesses. Yeah. Uh, and she's very much a traditional woman. My, my dad never cooks. She, she doesn't even know where chopsticks are. But at the same time, <laughs> my mom is doing all the business and she's bringing income. And she's like right. probably overachiever. And uh, probably that's why I put a lot on myself. But mm -hmm. I feel that I am okay with hard work. You know, it's, it's you know, Einstein said it's success is 1% genius and 99% the perspiration. So, you know, I, and I, I feel that yeah. every, every testimony I've heard, uh, you know, even from Bill Gates saying that he has a book list and then one of the last summer reading lists was by Iger's, uh, you know, The Rival Lifetime from yeah. the Disney. And, and he is talking about another CEO being successful. So, you know, there's all this constant interchange of ideas. And, right. and what's beautiful about today is that those resources and, uh, you know, are available to you. Like your podcast of these wonderful insights from people are available as long as you're able to tap into those sources. And, right. and it is really a, a world where people are definitely able to to transform if they are willing to yeah. put in the effort. Absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to mention on that because I want to read off a sentence here that I, I want to I want you to expand upon because mm -hmm. uh, it's really important. And the one thing that I want to say to 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 this last segment that you mentioned is that there's no shortcut to success and happiness. Mm -hmm. Hard work right. is the only way. Hard. Mm -hmm fucking work <laughs> with a lot of time, a lot of patience, and a lot of resilience. Mm -hmm. Very much mm -hmm. like you, I've seen a father over 20, 20 years built a successful business mm -hmm. to bare hands because she never, he never gave up. Mm -hmm. Now, where I want to shift this to because, and, and, and why I wanted you to talk about this, so there's a sentence that you had included in, your, in, 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 in an area that you wanted to discuss, and that is, I believe women are faced with unique challenges in the world, but no matter if one chooses to remain a full-time mom, domestic goddess, or an independent career woman, everyone has a path that is right for her. Here's why I'm bringing this up. Women are probably, well not probably, the most sophisticated creatures there is in the universe. It's just been scientifically proven. And women are far more capable than men. They really are. They really are because, for one, they're a lot more uh, patient than men who are most men are very egocentric because they're, it's all about that testosterone of trying to get your own way and being so assertive about it. Now, the reason I bring this up is that you were talking about the world becoming more interconnected. I think we're seeing a huge rise uh, mm -hmm. in fanpreneurs. Mm -hmm. In women entrepreneurs, because people right. finally, or I think women specifically, I finally realized that, you know what? The only missing piece I've ever had is maybe self-confidence. Yes. It wasn't inability. Right. It was self-confidence because they allowed the mediocrity and minutiae of the world to tell them they were not confident mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be under their thumb, so right. to speak, because mm -hmm. they were being held back from what their true potential is. Let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. I mean, you're a mother of three, working <laughs> mother, entrepreneur. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I love Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. You know, she did uh, give me a lot of insights of why women tend to want to 
be liked and be part of social quota being like is not to stand out, not to be too vocal or not to try to get that position other people are competing for or advocating for yourself. I'm very, very, I, I, my nature is very, very good at connecting and helping others. But when it comes to helping myself or asking people to help me, I am much more reluctant. And I, I feel that that is a challenge for a lot of people. And women do have to, to, to come to uh, your own um, feeling of that is what I deserve. You know, I deserve success and I do want sure. to be successful so I can continue having more resources to help others. And so that's right. why I brought up this mission of Legacy Makers that it's not about building my business. It's about you and your clients and, and what can I do to help this business become right. what they want to be? Why are they going to work every day building that amazing practice or, you know, having the sales and right. Of course, there's there's always out of love or, you know, some people do it out of fear <laughs> and it's one way to motivate them. But that's not as powerful as the love that you have for, you know, what you want to create. And uh, and I'm just kind of giving all the tools available, be it by a business plan or bringing up right. a risk that they may have not thought about. I mean, before this pandemic, a couple of years ago, I was helping clients in the hospitality and I actually brought up a pandemic insurance of business interruption. None of the people, of course, thought that, you know, none of the Ebola is going to impact me. Right. A lot of things don't don't come to the, the picture until it happens. And my job is to bring up all those issues so that if disaster crisis does happen, they have a backup. They can turn that into capital and they can sure. keep on surviving. And if God forbid something happened to them, they are able to leave those uh, legacies and, and, and give right. back and making sure their family, the loved ones are okay. And so I, I feel like with that mission, when I get myself out of the way and, and just my ego aside, uh, and, and lose interest of just doing it for the money, then it's very easy to ask because I yeah. am my purpose and mission is to help you le and realize your dream. And and I think that's that's how you have to have to tap into the why of not just your own uh, mission, but also you know yeah. whoever you're helping, be a client. If you're selling, for example, you know a product that is really really great, you know say if it's a uh, animal style diet and you have this great plan yeah. to help people, yeah. uh, you know, you have to first ask why are they doing that? I mean, it's not just the logic in the brain of thinking about why, but it's really it has to be, it's emotional. It's, you know, people yeah. buy because yeah. they, they want to, uh, it's a desire. It's not just a logical sense of calculation. That's after you already have the desire, then you, okay, every, all the numbers and you know, the pricing has to match and, you know, it has to make sense. It's not the other way around. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, spot on on that. That's all I can say. <laughs> spot on, literally. Uh, but with that being said, you know, mm -hmm. um, this has been an amazing conversation. I know we could probably continue endlessly, but Thank before you. we wrap things up, you know, throw out some social handles, websites, <laughs> email address, any way people that can connect with you so that listeners to this episode can reach out. Thank you so much. Uh, my LinkedIn profile is uh, Claudia Lin 2020. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to find me. Just search Claudia Lin and my, my company's locked in and Legacy Maker. And uh, I do post uh, on, on the certain sites like Forbes Business Development Council. And, and uh, it's pretty easy to find my email. So I, awesome. I would love for, for, to connect with anybody who is interested to speak more. And, and uh, wish you all a very ha happy and, and healthy time in the summer. Thank you so much, Claudia. This was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, bro, why they all going now? Hey, I got the money, it's inside. They want to ask why I've been, why? In 2018, he still hate it. I see him now, they all switched sides.